This is Lieutenant Sulu of the Starship Enterprise, standing by on the bridge with the Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Roasting on an open fire. I got that on. And then the alarm. All right. Oh. <sighs> Day ten, guys. <laughs> ah, the end's in sight. The end is in are we, sight. Are we Did recording you... now? Oh yeah. We're recording now. Okay, oh, yeah. I just want to make. I want to make sure where I should put the ham on, or that was just like Jesus fucking Christ, Boris. You piece of shit. What are you doing? Fuck. <laughs> God, where they blew that out. real fast. I can step no, away for a second. <laughs> I was, oh, I was trying. I couldn't. I couldn't get there because I was trying to set up a joke of like, actually, Phil and I are like Bill O'Reilly level belligerent off camera, and <laughs> and Boris is like the poor like, oh, whatever you say, boss. And I couldn't. I couldn't get the rest of the joke set up. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I pounded like a gargantuan like five ounce martini before recording today. <laughs> So like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the holidays. Exactly. It's the holidays. Oh, by the way, the Christmas episode when we record it. Yeah. I'm going deep. Oh yeah. No, discuss your be... movie, fucking Tyler. I'm gonna need oh, it. Oh jeez. Such a good movie, though. What the hell did I watch last night? It's so good. It is, but it's so out there. It's so fucked up. <laughs> My favorite God. quote was from Quill. From Phil Quill. Who the fuck is Quill? I, I, I'm Star Lord. Yeah. Um, he's like, I understand a lot of stuff. And then there's mm -hmm. this. <laughs> so, I, I, it's so good. But love. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was okay, I, I do have it's... to ask. I do have to ask. Yeah. Was that a being nice pick or was that a fuck you pick? <laughs> no, I, I, I genuinely really like that movie and okay. I wanted to talk about it. All right, that's fair. That is totally fair. No, like, like, and I'm the first to admit it's a fucked up movie. And I was like, oh, you yeah. know what? I really, I really like that movie and I really think that we would have an interesting discussion trying anything, to deal with it. Exactly. Dealing with it's going to be a minefield. But as yeah. well, you are completely <sighs> correct and you can like a movie like that. Because yeah. it's like yeah. that. So oh, I look, like I, I'm Jacob's ladder. I like the ninth configuration. Go figure. Yeah. Look, I I'm also the first to admit that like I like a lot of fucked up movies. Yeah. 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 And like the other thing I was telling Phil is that this is, you know, the, our picks are so 100% us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're I didn't know they remade. The did you know they remade Jacob's ladder? Yes. I yes, didn't just, know that. Yeah, they last year made it. Yep. Yep. Which is too bad because I the guy who plays the lead I really like. Yeah. He's yeah. a good looking man. He's yeah, he's um Yeah. He had that he had it. that really brief science fiction show that he like got cancelled. It was so good and they were like, nah, fuck you. Yep. Almost human. He played Dorian in Almost Human. God, that was a good show. He was in a lot of stuff, actually. Um, yeah, they remade. And Carl it. Urban. Yes. 
Big Splatter. <sighs> Such a weird movie. If anyone has yeah, to watch seen it. it. It's about PTSD and shit. Yeah. Oof. Heavy. <laughs> it is. It's super heavy. Yeah. It's what the Manchurian Candidate could have been. Like the remake. Oh, yeah. I'm like, the original was decent. The original was okay. Oh, I got oh, yeah. But yeah, that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about the last, the final episode of season one <laughs> of Star Trek Lower Decks. Episode 10, No Small Parts, directed by Barry J. Kelly and written by showrunner Mike McMahon. First air date, October 8th, 2020. And uh, who else was happy to see the return of the Exocomp? Yes. Yes, yes. Such a weird, such a weird cut. Yeah. Exocomp from uh, the the quality of life, 135th episode of Star Trek TNG. Mm-hmm. First air date, November 16th, 1992. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. God. That episode is one of the, like the times and you're like, gosh, they're trying to do so much and their budget is holding them back. Yeah. A lot of that show had that issue. They spent so much money on those first two episodes, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's the but issue, There's right? so much were, money spent on those first two episodes. You were expecting every episode to be like that. And I think that's what got a lot of people off the show until kind of like the later seasons. And then everyone yeah. fell off at the finale. This would have been prime yeah. time that I was going to Star Trek conventions. Yep. 92? Yep. I went to one not long after that, actually. Yeah, I, I went to one. It was downtown Toronto at the convention center. Yeah, same. Yeah, it was packed. It was yeah. just ball sweaty packed in there. Yep. Not a, not a good smelling place when you put that many geeks like, and that much warmth. <laughs> yeah. Because it was in the middle of the summer, if I remember. Yeah, we were probably at the same one. Probably. I mean, there's not a lot of Star Trek conventions in Southern Ontario. Yeah. I, I remember the, the one thing that I picked up from it that I was most happy about was I got the actual badge that they wore on their uniforms. Nice. I got a from... pin on one. Which version? TNG. TNG. Yeah, the the version with the little oval, and it was metal. It was like real, right? But you know, I, I you couldn't touch it and have it go. But I will say a lot of like the design of stuff on TNG, like not like like the CGI especially, and their effects are very hit and miss. But like the design of a lot of that stuff is well thought out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I as I said before, I've been rewatching Deep Space Nine, and some of that show is quite good and then you're like oh my god the set design of those early seasons is so painful yep. it looks like they had like 50 bucks at a sound stage and they were like how what can we do got a Pretty thing much. of spray paint and some styrofoam yeah. yeah and well here's the thing that I really appreciate about it uh, especially with next generation mm-hmm. was the computer design and whatnot like the the actual layout and the formatting of their version of windows and their, well, their own aesthetic game. design yeah their own yeah. their aesthetic design and it's really held up over the years too and yeah 
I'm just like really impressed that they had that vision, they executed it, and they consistently held it through. Because I, I think that, that would be a very easily unappreciate underappreciated thing because I'm used to Star Wars where mm. it's all 1970s backlit buttons and dials. Yeah, I mean, right? what one of the places that really brings that home, I don't know if you guys ever looked at this, but you should go look at the Star Trek Adventures by Modifius at some point. It's the RPG that came out a year or two ago. Yeah. Yeah. And their entire graphic design is inspired by that, and that's those those are good looking books. Mm-hmm. I, I like to nitpick as an RPG person. I don't love the system. There's parts of the system that I'm like, oh, you did kind of clunky there. Um, but that oh, that book is beautiful, and they have really good. I can't remember the name of the rule is, but they have this rule where it's like if you're playing the doctor and there's no reason for the doctor to be in this scene. You just get a red shirt for that scene <laughs> that you can kill off with no like there's oh, some, there's some good nice. ideas uh, it's a good rpg system but no small parts no small parts <laughs> only small actors uh boimler inadvertently reveals to the entire crew that mariner is captain freeman's daughter immediately yeah like first minute <laughs> it, it's where yeah. it starts it was just hold my beer <laughs> yeah we're not going to have uh, any tension at all. <laughs> and then everyone is treating Mariner special, which, again, this is after how much we loved last episode. This is where it starts to get to me of like, watch Deep Space Nine. Everyone treats Cisco's kid like shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no special treatment for you. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing hanging out with criminals? God. The Cerritos picks up new crew members, including an exocomp by the name of Peanut Hamper, mm-hmm. who befriends Tandy. I liked Peanut Hamper. I Peanut Hamper's a delight. Yeah. Um, which I believe was they said it was it was calculated. Yes. Yes, it was it was it was uh, uh, calculated to be the most pleasurable conjunction of names and you know some nice. kind of algorithm. Thing yeah. that it computated up. And yeah, that's that. that's a decent joke. I was on board with that yeah. joke. Um, they then receive a distress call from the USS Solvang, and they arrive to find the ship destroyed by the Paclid, who have become a surprising threat while Starfleet wasn't paying attention. Yep. Mm-hmm. Engaging in piracy and ripping ships apart to add to their own massive battle cruisers, the Paclid begin tearing apart the Cerritos while an injured Captain Freeman lets Mariner take command. I like that. One thing I really liked about that is the fact that the Packlid were a joke, you know, and they mm-hmm. have a backstory as, you know, you guys ignored us. We built up this ship, you know, we got it from, we Frankenstein this ship, and now you're going down. Yeah. It's worth knowing the Packlid were originally designed with direct inspiration from Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah. Like, it's just Lewis Carroll full on. What? But another another throwback to TNG, which it seems to be that TNG is a lot of the bread and butter. Yeah. Further wow, this is the longest running, right? The first episode of well, the first appearance of the Packlid um is one of the appearances of Wesley Crusher when he and um Picard kind of become friends ish. Will Wheaton. Yeah. 
Um, that episode aired May 15th, 1989, and it was called Samaritan Snare. Yep. I'm tempted to go back and watch all this stuff again, because it's been probably 1989 since I've seen that episode. Yeah, TNG is a rough rewatch. It there's is. episodes in there definitely worth skipping. I mean, I don't know if there's any... Maybe Picard is the only one that I don't think there's there's just episodes worth skipping. Mm-hmm. But that's the nature of Star Trek, right? And yeah. Kind of like well, oh, they had yeah. a very freak of the week, adventure of the week type mm-hmm. formula. They never really had an overarching story. They had a story that would carry a couple episodes. Yeah. But you know, they, it was adventure of the week, freak of the week type uh, formula. Oh, totally. Well, and, and the original pitch for both the original series and TNG was just, I don't know, go explore shit, whatever. Yeah. So it was very much like, what is our mission of the week? And even Voyager to a lesser extent was able to just be like, we're just on our way home and whatever That's... the fuck we encounter. Exactly. Good the good thing about Voyager was that they were able, because they were in the outer realm, they were able to, yeah. um, or the wh- whatever you call them, uh, they were able to introduce and have different characters, different aliens, you know, yeah, there was a some... different ball game. There's some fun weird shit in in Voyager, like yeah. the 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 other dimension of like angry energy or whatever. Yes, I re- yeah. That was that was decent. That was actually one of the few episodes I really really enjoyed. It was a two parter, wasn't it? Yep, it was. Yeah, I don't have my notes on that one. <laughs> you guys, you guys watched a lot more Star Trek than I did. I, I don't know. I, I'm a, it's, I don't it's think a I, very interesting point that you bring up, though, about there being a loose, overarching, a binding for yeah. the ep- for the season or the episodes. Because I'm just thinking in my mind, like, because what's most freshly on it would be mm-hmm. how Star Wars and Mandalorian yeah. or whatever they're doing. That's how so narrative driven and so episodic. And well, yeah, this is almost the exact opposite, and it doesn't really suffer from it. Like it, but it just yeah, gives you flexibility as an audience. Like, oh, this freak of the week episode, maybe I want to avoid it, or maybe mm-hmm. I just want to watch it for this character moment. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, you get what you're going to unpack from it, and maybe you leave behind some of the rest. And yeah, definitely. Somebody else loves that. You know and what I, th- I mean? I think that's you know that's how people expect to watch TV now. I know that, like, you know, Smallville and a lot of shows like that got a lot of, you know, negative fan reaction when they had Freak of the Week type episodes. Mm-hmm. People want an overarching story. Um, look yeah. at Mandalorian Season 1. They had Freak of the Week. Mm-hmm. Adventure of the Week. A little bit. People little pretty bit. much gave it a lot of yeah, shit, it, right? Yeah, it pulled together eventually, but it was yeah. not immediately apparent. Um, yep. No, yeah, and I mean that's it's 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 considered one of the phenomena of prestige television, or you want to call it, of like we all want shows that just they, oh. you don't miss an episode. It's all one thing. Uh, I yep. will say I missed on um on our Mandalorian roundup something <laughs> that came up in our holiday special when we reviewed the Lego holiday special for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Remember, I commented about what the hell Tip Yip is. Yeah. Yep. On the menu board in behind, in the one scene, they actually had Tip Yip on it. That is actually <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I meant to bring that up yesterday. That's phenomenal. I, that I don't so spoiling anything by saying that, but Tip Yip was on it, and I laughed out loud. That is that's nice. Brilliant. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. Um, yeah. Uh, the pack lid begin to tear apart the Cerritos. Then 
Um, Rutherford desizes a desizes. <laughs> desizes. Hitting the eggnog a little early, Tyler again. I don't. I don't drink eggnog. It's just gin. <laughs> gin and eggnog. Oh come on! I actually can't. Eggnog makes me vomit. It's so gross. I can't do it. I'm so sorry. If you like eggnog, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. But I don't like anything that's too viscous. Yeah, I don't blame you there. So motor oil uh, is out of the question. Uh, yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. I wonder if it's possible that we get through this entire episode and don't actually finish the review. <laughs> I thought about it. I ended up also like, we just end. Just a hard cut. Just right now. We, we, hit, no, we hit 30 minutes. I don't care where we've gotten. We just end it. It'll be the proverbial Sopranos ending of our Star Trek Lower Decks review. Never mention it again. <laughs> Exactly. Well, in theory, the episode might not even hit the internet if we don't get that fixed. <laughs> God, right? So Rutherford comes up with a plan to defeat the Packlid using a computer virus developed by Badgie, the hologram. Return of Badgie. Fucking Badgie. Badgie. This was a weird callback. I don't know how I felt about this one, but sure. Well, I think everything was just getting thrown at this at the wall at this point. Like, look at yeah. the choices that they make. Yeah, it's not the worst episode, but it's not. It's far from the best. Mm -hmm. They 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 tell Peanut Hump, Hamper, being an exocomp, hey, you should deliver the virus, and uh, Peanut Hamper promptly tells them to fuck off. <laughs> that was the best. Yeah, because it was they needed someone small, um, you know, lightweight, able to move through be, space. Yeah, able to move tight spaces, won't be easily detected. Yeah, that was so funny. I actually laughed out yep. loud there. Me too. That was that was that was cute. I was unexpected. Um, yeah. In turn, Shax, the uh, oh shoot, what's Shax's actual position? He's like the head of security, head of security. and I thought he had another thing too. No, he's the no. big bear. Yeah. He's also the tactical officer. Boom. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. Okay. I thought that goes hand he's in bridge hand. crew. Yeah, he's bridge crew. But I came. Yeah. Are you going to be head of security and not the tactical officer? Sure. Um, and Rutherford fly a shuttle to the Packlid ship to deal with it. Badgie uploads the virus, but also says, uh, I'm going to kill Rutherford too. Which, again, yeah. like, why would you trust your sociopathic hologram? Yeah, because when they bring Badgie back, they have to disable the, the, the safety protocols. Yeah. Which, you know, um, there's that moment where he's like, Badgie, are you going to try to kill me? Why, of course not. And then, yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Um, Shaq, it, this was actually was, was a moment that I felt was decently earned, is uh, Shaq tears out Rutherford's cybernetic implants and sacrifices himself so Rutherford can live. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they, they killed a major character. Mm -hmm. Which, credit to them. Yeah. Yep. Stuff's gonna mean something. Um, then Rutherford, so Rutherford survives and escapes. Uh, more Packlet ships begin to arrive, and the Cerritos is saved by the arrival of the USS Titan, captained by William Riker, played by Jonathan, Jonathan Frakes, and Commander Deanna Troy, played by Marina Sirtis. There's no T in there. It's Marina or Marina. I've, I was taking a guess at the name. I don't have it up in front of me. I, I just, just remember it from the credits. Fair. It it does. If you go in my memory, I understand how you got Martina. 
It's not, but I understand how you got there. Yeah. Explain this Um, to me, please. It's just like your your memory vague, vaguely gets. It's got an M. It ends with an A. You, there's an you, R in there somewhere. You name it what you think you see. You don't name it what you like. You if you're not reading it intentionally, your yeah. mind is putting letters in there. Yep. To make it more. It's yeah. like that um oh. that stupid thing you see do the rounds every couple of years on the internet of like. Oh, yeah. Most people can read this, and it's like all the internals are messed up. It's your brick. Like, yeah. You're remembering the M and the A and the R, maybe, and you're like, well, it's probably Martina, right? Mm. And it's been so long, too. Mm-hmm. I forgot how name. we got here already. I, Marina, and then Phil said Martina. Yeah, I know. I said Martina. Um, it, it's a nice little bit. Uh, a funeral is yeah. held for Shax. Rutherford wakes up, having lost his long-term memory. For some reason. Um, Tendy's like, yay, we become best friends again. Okay. Yeah, that was dumb. Start to lose me. That that yeah, it um, went back to Star Trek stupidness at that point. But overall, well, I mean, yeah. they probably wanted to rewrite the character. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Um, Freeman makes peace with Mariner and proposes she unofficially allows her to bend rules more often. Again, now we're back to ignoring what Star Trek is about. It's like, oh, the, the all these rules mean I can't get the stuff done, and it's like that's not. God damn it. Yeah. It's not a unique take. Yeah. What was your alternate name for this episode? I don't know. I didn't do that last episode either. Uh, last know. episode, Crisis Point was... Huh. Huh. All right. Okay. And this one was... Well, really shouldn't have gotten my hopes up. <laughs> Oh, I would have named this one Nostalgia Hit. Yeah. Oh, I don't think they even earned a Nostalgia Hit. Oh, well, damn. Jonathan Franks. Marina. Sardis. Deanna Got Troy. It. Like, bringing them back, voicing them properly. It's a Nostalgia Hit, because I'm like, oh, man. Now I Wait, no, no, it is, it is a hit. It's not like a full, like, oh, they got me. It's not like, oh, we had... We had him come in and do the weird sit-down because of his hip problem, and he was like... I just thought it was nice. I was like, hey, Star no. Trek's got my people back in it. Like, It was nice. I'm just saying it's not a full nostalgia hit. Mm, was for me. Okay. I was ignoring the episode until <laughs> he showed up. And I was like, hey, this is all right. They're back. Um, And then Boimler joins the USS Titan. Because again, why the fuck not? Yeah. Yep. Good for the show. So we can start next season with Rutherford being rewritten. And Boimler will be back for some reason. Sure. All right. And that's the season. Woo! What would you rate the season out of 10? Tyler. C minus. What? You you passed. But I will not put up with another one like this. I love the fact that out of 10, C minus. Yeah, no, I just, I reject your premise. <laughs> Much like this show rejects the premise of Star Trek. Oh, I reject your premise that. and substitute my own. This show rejects the premise of Star Trek and substitute its own. Yeah. Phil, how about, about you? You rewrote the scale. I give it three fire hydrants out of seven. I knew you were going to do that. I fucking knew you were going to do that. I fucking can't do anything with you guys. 
No, I, I'd give it like <laughs> a four. I'm joking. I'd give it like a four. Yeah. Like you maybe I, I'm 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 giving it like a fail. Mm. Just because I really didn't enjoy it and I yeah. wanted to. So yep. it, it didn't make the grade. Like I, I wouldn't give it a C plus or a C minus. I'd give it a D if yeah. I was. You know what? The, the more you're talking, Phil, the more I'm aware that I think that's that's my my martini and my Christmas spirit being charitable. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. no, that was a really bad show. Shit, Phil's right. Like I was just, I'm still on the good feelings of episode nine. Yeah, I wanted to not be watching the show. That's forgetting how bad. <laughs> like. Like the first five are just bad. 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 That's half like, the season. Bad. Yep. That's Six why. For five episodes, I wanted to go clean body parts. God, no, I you're right, Phil. To clip my fingernails. I wanted to do anything but watch TV. And TV is the most addictive thing next to like crack cocaine. Oh. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it keeps you sitting in front of it for way longer than you should. And yeah. this oh, thank made you. me want to just go away. It made thank me want to go sleep. I almost made a terrible mistake, and I thank you for reminding me and showing me the light. This is the failing grade. This is see me after class. Oh, there we go. <laughs> this is maybe the teacher is drunk while marking, and that's how you get through it. Well, clearly, you just yeah. That that I just owned it. I was just oh, like, no. nah, this is fine. It feels like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? I'm like, wait a minute. No, it's not. What am I talking about? <laughs> what did you think, Boris? I would give it a hard 49%, 4.9 out of 10. Mm. I'm yeah. going to be that dick who doesn't give it the 50, but won't give <laughs> it, go down to 45. You're staying at 49. We didn't get you the bottle of booze. Yeah. I mean, I think we would all agree the first five episodes are at best a two. At best. At best. Like, it's successfully television. I think it, it successfully fits the time slot, and I think well, that gets you a one. It successfully allows you to advertise. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's configured in such a way you can cut the commercials. But I mean, you know what, though? It's got to say, not in their merchandising game. I mean, Phil sent us over today. Phil was like, damn, there's me. Damn, there's me a new Mandalorian matte armor for Boba Fett. And two days later, there it is. And this is like, no, you don't get no shit. Yep. I've already got the helmet twice. <laughs> I need thrice. I see room. And I see room right there. Right there. No, that's that's uh, that's that's actually right there is the other Mando helmet. And then right there is Darth Vader. And so, I also what love the other Mando helmet. I have Boba and I have the prototype. Prototype's white. The Boba is, is oh, I scratched up green. I, and now yeah. they're releasing the non-scratch green. They're just painting it, which the prototype is just a painted regular Mando because you can feel the other paint jobs on it and they've replaced the crown. The one next year is going to be Din Jardin's helmet. And then, you know, this one, I'm like, I'm going to take a hard pass on that. I love that the fact saber. Damn it. that at the end of the day, we go back to talking Star Wars. <laughs> Fucked up your own cue, didn't you? Yep. Oh boy. We're done, guys. We finished Star oh, Trek Lower Decks with a failing grade. But the second half of the season did show some promise. Let's see if they can continue. If they will continue this moving forward. I, I'm gonna give it a chance. Let's see what happens. 
if I see very positive reviews of the next season, I will try it. Yes. Yep. Oh, Boris will probably make us watch it. Nope. No, 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 no. That's not happening. That is not happening. Guys, Bill, do your thing. Do my thing. You know what? You can find us on the internet at www.itscanonpodcast.com. Hopefully. You, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Come on, server. <laughs> the hamster needs a new wheel. So um, you can also, as long as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook are up, you can track us down at It's Canon Podcast. <laughs> you can find us on, well, provided the servers are up, <laughs> you can find us on anywhere you get podcasts, really, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anywhere you find podcasts, you're going to find us. And please make sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be notified when we have all these crazy kooky episodes coming out. And uh, yeah, if you can, leave a rate and review. Greatly appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the It's Canon podcast. There you go, guys. Day 10 done with Star Trek Lower Decks. We did it. Tomorrow. Phil and Tyler are going to get a break. Matt and I are going to take over, and we're going to be talking all things wrestling. We're going to have a retro review of two shows. The first show is a Superstars from 1991 with a major angle involving Macho King, or sorry, Macho Man. No, Macho King. It was no, it was Macho, Macho Man. King it, was, like it that. was when he came back. It was when he came back, and it was when he started his program with Jake the Snake Roberts. So we have an episode that we're going to watch that's with that. And then it's also, we're going to be reviewing a Raw from 1997. And it is the finger poke of doom between Triple H and Shawn Michaels. That's that. And then on Christmas Day, Phil and Tyler are back. And we're going to be reviewing a movie that we sent to each other to talk about. And Let's tell everybody the, what movies we're watching. Exactly. Have we told everybody? Nope. This is the first time we're going to actually talk about it, even though we were talking about it at the top of the show, but we'll officially announce what's what. All right, so I made these two watch Batman Returns. Phil, what's your pick? Uh, the 1986 Muppet uh, Christmas TV special. Yeah. And Tyler with the most Tyler pick ever. It's not the most Tyler pick ever. It's just up there. Definitely top three. I chose the endless. Yeah, we're gonna be discussing. I can all tell that. you, mine's awesome because I have all the Muppet meta crossovers: Seth nice. Street, Fraggles, and the Muppet Show. Woo! Hey, mine has Danny DeVito yeah. as Penguin. So fuck you. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh, mine has uh, crippling nihilism. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I can't wait to talk about Nothing it. Nothing says this... Christmas. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Nothing says have... Christmas like crippling nihilism. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my life. Yeah. Crippling nihilism and almost crippling depression. Uh, that's well, Christmas. nothing says Christmas like crippling depression and nihilism. So, God. He's the Phil. Nihilists. He's Tyler. I'm Boris. We're back for two more days. Good night. We survived. We? Oui.